Welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Welcome to the story. Academy Days, Episode 30, Moving Forward. Carmen Oliver uncurled from her corner of the couch as Mom came trudging down the basement steps. Hi, Carmen, she said, and kicked off her shoes. Carmen waved towards the table in the kitchenette. The crockpot broke. I made sandwiches. Oh. Mom plopped onto the couch. She leaned her head back and closed her eyes. Had Mom talked to Mrs. Sawyer? Had she come to a decision? Carmen scooted off the couch. She wouldn't ask now, not when Mom looked so wiped out. After heating a cup of soup in the microwave, Carmen brought Mom's supper over to the coffee table. Mom sat up slowly. Well, it finally happened. Carmen blinked. The crockpot breaking? No. Mom shook her head and picked up the soup mug. Our little independent grocery store is no longer independent. The owner sold it to an umbrella company. We're going to be rebranded, reorganized, re... I don't know. Anyway, Mom shrugged. It means going off for training and maybe having my position changed. She sipped the soup straight from the mug, then sat it back onto the coffee table. She leaned on her elbows. The thing is, Carmen, I don't know if I really want to stay with the store through a whole bunch of changes. Part of its charm was its neighborhood culture. Carmen nibbled on the rest of her sandwich. What about Mrs. Sawyer's offer then? She wanted to ask, but this was Mom's way, a ramble of thought after work before she was really open to conversation. The thing is, I've been praying and praying about Mrs. Sawyer's offer, but I have this loyalty thing, Carmen. I care about the people I work with. And every time I leave a job or a committee, I feel like I'm, I don't know, abandoning someone. So, Mom was going to say no? Mom picked up her sandwich. I think it has to do with your dad leaving, actually. I never want to cause anyone the kind of pain he caused me. But I know, deep down, it's not the same thing. Carmen squirmed. Wow, that was psychologically deep. But now, with my boss retiring in this new company, I don't feel like leaving would be so traitorous, you know? The new company probably has some shiny twenty-something who will do the job way more efficiently than I have. Carmen glanced down at her arms. Shiny? So... I'm feeling more peaceful about taking Mrs. Sawyer's offer, but I'm asking God for one more go-ahead, Mom said. Carmen nodded towards the kitchenette. I think the crockpot should count as a go-ahead. Mm, not big enough. We can still make envelope soup and sandwiches. A knock came at the top of the stairs. Come on down, Mom called out. Mrs. Winters came into view. Evening, Carmen. Lisa? She paused at the bottom of the stairs. 
I'm interrupting your supper. I'm sorry. Mom waved towards the armchair. You know you're always welcome. Have a seat. Mrs. Winters edged towards the chair, eyeing the half-eaten sandwiches and soup on the coffee table. And you know you two are always welcome to our dinner table upstairs. Mom shook her head. That's sweet, but we're trying to be the easiest tenants you'll ever have. Mrs. Winters smiled, giving a sort of weak side laugh as she sat down. Um, yes, about that. Mom raised an eyebrow. We haven't been easy. Mrs. Winters held up her hands. You've been amazing. We all love you guys. It's only. She locked her hands around one knee. I visited my younger sister today. She's thirty-seven, but she's been winging it ever since high school. And now that she's finally realizing her mistakes, she wants to change and doesn't know how. Mrs. Winters sighed. Normally, I wouldn't divulge something so private, but my husband and I feel pretty strongly that now's our time to help her if we can. She looked up, and as soon as we can. Carmen shifted on the couch. What did this have to do with her and Mom? Should she leave so Mrs. Winters and Mom could talk about the problem or something? Mom sat back slowly and nodded. You need this space, for her. Carmen jerked. Wait, what? Mrs. Winters jumped up. But listen, we're going to work double time to find you a good home. We could even help you out with your rent if you'd let us. That's how close we feel to you two. We. Mom stood up and wrapped her arms around her friend. Thanks, but no, she said. Thanks so much. Mrs. Winter's eyes went all teary, but I know you can't afford. Mom stepped back. We're taken care of, she said. We're perfectly and wonderfully taken care of. Exactly a week later, Carmen stood on the front porch of the Winter's house as Ira hauled the last suitcase down the steps to his truck. It was like having a second big sister with you around, Lacey said. Dropping down to sit on the steps, except, I think I get along with you even better than I do with Flora. But didn't you tell me that you two came to a better understanding of each other that last time she was home? Carmen said. And besides, we'll probably hang out this summer. You, London, Nora, and me, we'll have lots of fun. Lacey nodded. I guess. She rested her chin on her hands, but you'll be working for that foundation thingy. London is going to work for her mom, and Nora's getting a job at the ice cream igloo. You'll all be busy, and I'll be bored. Carmen eased herself down onto the step next to Lacey. Pity party much? Lacey frowned. It's how I feel. Set a goal, Carmen said. You sound like my mother. Oh, so I go from older sister to mother. What next, Grandma? Carmen elbowed Lacey. Have you prayed about this summer? What you should spend your time doing? You sound like my youth pastor. Carmen stood up. I think I'll go see if anything else needs carried up from downstairs.
Lacey sighed. Sorry, no, I haven't. I didn't really think to. Carmen leaned down and gave Lacey a side hug. But now you will, right? Lacey nodded. Sure. That's it, yeah? Ira came jogging up towards the house. Ready to go? Mom came out of the house, leaning slightly sideways under the weight of a bulging shoulder bag. That's it. Your parents already headed up to Vallette Hill with their van. Let's go. Lacey hopped into the Oliver van with Mom, and Carmen climbed into Ira's truck. She'd better take her own advice about praying over this summer. She had a feeling it would be nothing like any summer before. Carmen Oliver wrinkled her nose as she climbed into the school van Monday morning. She slid onto one of the bench seats and unlatched the closest window, pushing it open a few inches. Last week of school, last debate tournament, Sophie Schroeder said, hiking herself into the van. I'm going to miss you guys. She heaved a fake sigh and collapsed onto the bench next to Carmen. Ira took a seat behind Carmen, and the newest debate team member, Winston, joined him. Last debate tournament of high school, Ira said, leaning forward. Think we can make it memorable? Carmen turned sideways, leaning against the armrest. There's more than one way to make an event like this memorable. We could either lose in the first round and embarrass ourselves silly, or we could win. And seeing as we've never won a tournament yet... Rain cloud, Sophie said, nudging Carmen. Yet is the key word. Today's our day. Ira nodded. I think we can do it. Arnie Umbach from the Kingsgate team is sick. He posted about it this morning. Carmen rolled her eyes as Miss Tomer started the van. Oh, great. We can win because Arnie has the flu. Arnie's whole game is talking too fast and pretending not to understand questions during cross-examinations, Ira said. Maybe today we can focus on logic. As the van headed out of Easton, Carmen dove into discussing the day's topic with her teammates, going over the possible arguments for both the negative and the affirmative, and reviewing the evidence they'd been pulling together for weeks. By the time they reached the school hosting the tournament, they were past the point of turning every argument inside out, and now Ira and Winston were coming up with absurd analogies involving salami and sardines. I have a headache, Sophie said, leaning her head in her hands. Miss Tomer, please tell them they can't bring up food in any form during the debate. They always do, and nobody understands what they're talking about. Guys, Miss Tomer called over her shoulder as she backed the van into a parking space. Debates are hard enough without your making everybody ill. Don't say anything you can't follow through on. It's solid, right, Ira? Winston grinned. Totally. Sardines are a perfect euphemism for the resolution, Ira said. Carmen followed Sophie out of the van. Looks like we don't need Arnie to make us lose, she whispered to Sophie as they led the way towards the school building. Arnie was there anyway. Apparently, the social media post had been a ploy 
to throw the other teams off their guard. And Winston totally garbled the sardine analogy by forgetting its convoluted connection to the case. Still, the ECA team made it into the fourth round before losing to Arnie's fast talk. I'm glad I'm not up there, Carmen said, sitting down next to Ira as the auditorium filled up for the final elimination round. Just once, Ira said, I'd like to make it to the final debate. Maybe in college. College? Carmen bit her lip. Where would she be in three months? Ira seemed all set in his plans, but life over the past year had been so upturned, somehow deciding about college seemed impossible. So, my graduation party next week is a combination 18th birthday celebration, Ira said. You can come, right? Of course, Carmen said. Ira shifted in his seat. I know you've only been up on the hill for a few days, but I already miss carpooling. Carmen glanced at him out of the corner of her eye. He missed her? We'll have to make plans this summer. You know, uh, since we won't run into each other as often anymore. Don't freak out, Carmen. Yeah. Her voice came out sounding laryngitisy, and she coughed. Ira rubbed his hands on his knees. Unless you'll be too busy helping Mrs. Sawyer and your mom start that new organization. He finally looked right at her, waiting for an answer. Carmen smiled. Nope, not too busy at all. Ira sighed and leaned back as the auditorium started to quiet down. Okay, good. Everyone's attention turned towards the stage where Arnie Umbach seemed to absorb every ounce of stage energy, despite his teammates' presence and the opposition. Carmen's heart beat double time as she watched the two teams shake hands, and it had nothing to do with the adrenaline of final round suspense. Nope. This summer would be like no other summer before, and she couldn't wait. Thank you for listening to Season 1 of Academy Days. Thank you to friends who supported me by listening, and to the complete strangers who somehow found the podcast and kept on listening too. While you wait for Season 2, if you haven't already, please leave a review and a star rating. Maybe share the podcast with somebody else and let them catch up on Season 1 before Season 2 begins. See you soon!